I'm Crystal Escobar. This is episode number 44. Today, I wanted to talk about dreams, dream interpretation. really want to dive into the topic of the unconscious mind. Welcome to the Wannabe Balanced Podcast, encouraging you to become the best version of yourself as you strive for balance in motherhood and business. Self-made millionaires, Sean and Crystal Escobar, will help you discover your passion and offer valuable insight into how you can make your dreams come true. And now your host, author, blogger, YouTuber, and wannabe balanced mom, Crystal Escobar. Welcome back, everyone. All right, so if you haven't noticed by the sound of my voice, I have a bit of a cold, so don't mind my nasally voice at the moment. But I'm really excited about this topic because as I've been diving deeper into the mind and understanding consciousness and the ego, I'm just, I'm so fascinated by everything about the mind. And it really reminds me again of the movie Smallfoot the song, A Wonderful Life. I I think I've read the lyrics before, but I'm going to read it again because I just love these lyrics are just amazing. Starts out by saying, take a look around and see the world we think we know, then look closer. There's more to life than meets the eye, a beauty to behold. It's all much bigger than we know. It's only just beginning to unfold. So let it all unfold. Far beyond all reason in your mind, there's a world mysterious there for you to find. All these questions that we always have, all we are is curious. There's nothing wrong with that. So go around every corner, search every part of the sky, because a life that's full of wonder is a wonderful life. Dig beneath the surface, find the lessons there to learn, and then dig deeper. Feed your intuition. Don't leave any stone unturned. Be the seeker of the truth. Listen when your heart is calling you. You know it's calling you. Okay, so... I just, I refer back to this movie so much because it feels like I relate to every part of this movie just resonates deep within my soul. Ever since my faith crisis, I have had this insatiable desire to learn. So that is one, one of the many gifts that I continue to notice going through this whole transition, having the breakdown and now experiencing continued breakthroughs because of my sudden excitement around learning because one of my, one of the first books I read it was about a year ago at this time I was reading the book The Untethered Soul and I remember reading it and hearing things that I had never really heard before and it was like wow I am used to just reading the same things over and over and over going to church every week listening to the same lessons over and over and over, <laughs> trying to get excited about reading my scriptures, but just not no, not understanding why I couldn't get excited about it. It just felt so repetitive. I wasn't discovering anything new. And so when I read this book, it was amazing because I realized that there was so much more that I didn't know and that I, reali- I realized I wasn't finding it within restricted beliefs that I had gained by being a part of a a religion. And I realized there was a part in the book, and I think I mentioned it in one of my episodes in season one, where he talks about the house that we build and we create these walls and we decorate it and it's a beautiful, comfortable place. But 
the only source of light in the home is what you're able to create. It's completely closed off from the outside light. So all you have is the light from within, which is good. But what you don't know is that there is a light far brighter than you ever imagined outside of your cute, comfortable little home that you never even realized exists because you're too afraid to venture out of your the safety and the comfort of your home. So that's what I realized. And, and I remember when I heard him talking about this analogy, I was just like trying to understand, well, how am I closed off? How is my, how am I blocking the outside light? And am I blocking the outside light? So I really, the book really caused me to ponder this and ask myself if, if I am blocking myself from being completely opened. And that eventually, (laughs) that question and that thought eventually led me out of the religion because I realized that it was my limiting beliefs within my religion that was keeping me from experiencing more. And that's why I love the lyrics of that song so much because it's like, see the world we think we know and then look deeper. There's more to life than meets the eye. And I just love the realization that I have had that I was unaware. I was unaware of the little house that I had built around me. And I thought it was okay, like I mentioned before, that it, it, because it was comfortable and, and safe. But I wasn't growing and I was feeling like there, I was feeling deep within my soul, like there was more light to experience, more knowledge to experience. But I was too afraid to step outside of my little comfortable home until about eight months ago. (laughs) And also, as I've mentioned before, that I'm listening to Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Conversations series with Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth. And I just recently received the book in the mail. I've been listening to all the episodes, but then I finally got my own copy of the book and I started reading it. And oh my goodness, I just love every bit of it. It's amazing to really understand the mind and the ego consciousness. And I wanted to read a a little portion from the very beginning of the book uh, that I underlined. He says that how spiritual you are has nothing to do with what you believe, but everything to do with your state of consciousness. This, in turn, determines how you act in the world and interact with others. So because I am so intrigued by consciousness and trying to understand what does that mean, how do we detach ourselves from the ego, what is the ego, and as I've been diving really deep into this topic, I'm, I'm learning the different aspects of consciousness, which led me to this topic today, which is dreams and the interpretation of dreams and understanding the unconscious mind. And so I found a little diagram online that kind of illustrates what the mind, what the consciousness as a whole looks like. Imagine an iceberg and you see only the tip of the iceberg coming out of the water. And then below, I'm sure many of you have seen this illustration and and it's been used for different quotes, but for to illustrate the whole mind and the the idea of the consciousness as a whole, I love the illustration of the iceberg for this particular topic. The tip of the iceberg represents your conscious, the conscious part of your mind. And then below the water, there's a big chunk, bigger than 
what you realized. You don't really realize what is below the surface of the water. You just see above the surface of the water is this even can seem as though it's this great gigantic mountain, an iceberg of a mountain, but below it's even bigger and more vast than we ever even realize until we go below the surface and we can see, whoa, (laughs) there's a lot more to this little tip of the iceberg. And then, so there's the big, the majority of the iceberg is the subconscious mind, which takes up about 50 to 60%. So I forgot to mention that the conscious mind is about 10%. And you've all heard before where um, scientists are, I don't know where I even heard this, but I, I feel like I've known this my whole life that about the mind that we are only able to access about 10% of our mind. We only use about 10% of our brains. And so I always just thought, oh, well, that's interesting. I wonder why we can't use 100% of our brains. And so in my logic, as a child, I used to just fill in the blanks and decide, well, I think that that means that 10% is what we're able to use in human form. But um, once we die and we become whole, that is where we're able to use 100% of our brains. But so that kind of makes that kind of makes sense even now. But um, overall, we will not, I believe that we won't have our brains necessarily after we die. This is just what we have here on the earth, what we have to work with. So now I'm seeing this and understanding that yeah, we, we, the most of us only use about 10% of our brains, but that doesn't mean it's not possible to access the, the whole part of the brain. And there's different ways of doing that in which, and that's what I've been learning about. So the subconscious mind is, um, a place where we can gain access to through meditation and quieting the mind and removing all thought and really trying to um, connect there. So it is possible. It does take practice. It's not an easy thing to do, but it is possible. And then the the lower portion of the iceberg is the unconscious. And that makes up about 30 to 40% of our minds. And and it's at the very, very bottom. So it's the hardest to reach, but that is the core of it all. That is the foundation, which I never even realized that until I've been learning about dreams. And I always been fascinated by dreams. And I, I even knew back when I was a teenager that dreams could mean things, but I really never understood or really never researched it much or got into it a whole lot until recently I've been learning a lot and it's been kind of a fun thing to to understand why people think that dreams have meaning so there are three levels of the mind there's the conscious mind the subconscious mind and then the unconscious mind and you know we can access the unconscious mind through our dreams like I said but also through hypnosis and I've mentioned before that I've really enjoy learning about Dolores Cannon's work and how she does. She works through hypnosis to gain access to that unconscious mind and to find answers. And the core, the unconscious mind, which I did not know this, is the core of who we are, which at first might sound a little crazy because you're like, what? My dreams are crazy. Does that mean I'm crazy? <laughs> so, but what we have to understand about dreams is that dreams are not 
literal. Dreams are symbolic. Our unconscious mind communicates to us, the conscious mind, through symbols. And that's what I'm learning about. And it's kind of interesting when you dive into this and and realize consciousness as a whole. And there's a lot of talk about expanding our consciousness and and becoming more aware. And what this all means to me now by understanding the mind a little bit more and dissecting it into these three categories, I'm realizing that the consciousness as a whole, the way it looks to me is that we can practice and learn how to gain access to all these different portions of the mind and eventually be able to operate through the unconscious, subconscious, and conscious simultaneously. I mean, that I'm not sure if that's accurate, but that's kind of how I'm imagining what that, what expansion of the consciousness looks like. It's all about awareness and understanding what is going on in the unconscious, the subconscious, and the conscious mind, and tying it all together. One explanation that I read is that our conscious mind is kind of like the captain of the ship. It's guiding the subconscious and the unconscious mind. It it gives direction and it gives orders. And so if we are not aware of the conscious mind and what's what kinds of thoughts we are um, directing to the subconscious and then eventually goes down to the unconscious, we can unintentionally create emotions that are less than desirable. So that's what it all comes down to. It comes down to being aware of what that captain of the ship is telling the subconscious and the unconscious. And then also getting that, discovering that connection with all parts of the mind. And so I wanted to read a few things that, um, to help you have a little more understanding around the the unconscious mind. So the unconscious mind is the highest self, the core of who you are, your spiritual connection, your, your cellular memory. That's where all your memories are stored. Um, it drives the dreaming state and it access it's the access to collective consciousness so there's certain brain waves the unconscious mind is called delta and then the subconscious mind is called alpha and theta brain waves and so the subconscious is insight programmed by your thoughts 24 7 the true genius within needs to be dug out can melt away dysfunctional emotional issues it's your intuition visualization inner peace, mental imagery, super processor, self-healing, gut feeling, stress-free, limitless creativity, untapped talents, allows you to break mental barriers, tells you to relax, discover your deepest passion, make life what you truly desire. Harnessing this power can dramatically change your life. It requires meditation to harness its power. It's wise, always in the now, unlimited space, true desires, inventive. I mean, the list goes on. And then the conscious mind is the is the beta brain waves. And that's where your willpower is, your educated mind, intellectualism, stress source, analytical planning, beliefs, logic. We spend most of our time here. It says you aren't good enough. It's superficial ideas, often in past or future tense creator of limiting beliefs, 
very limited abilities, short-term memory, self-esteem, judgments, thinking mind, uh, temperamental, personality, habits. Okay, so you get the idea. And so the reason why I want to start with that is that we, that can kind of give you a greater understanding of why I am so fascinated by dreams because that is, you know, I've been learning a lot about the subconscious, but I really did not know that there was a difference between the subconscious and the unconscious, not to be confused by the medical term. So the unconscious, I had no idea. It was like the deepest level of connecting to who we really are. I did not know that, which makes me even more excited about learning about dreams and understanding the symbolisms and how our our inner being is trying to communicate to us through our dreams. But like I said, not to be taken literal, it's all symbolic. And oh, there's a part in this book. So I just purchased a dream journal. So I've been writing down my dreams every day and... I also purchased the book, The Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbols, Signs, and Meanings. And he really explains so well how um, how dreams are stories. And um, so dreaming, he says, dreaming is the rehearsal. Dreams are the performance. Dreams are stories you tell yourself. Stories are interesting and they sure be a lecture. For tens of thousands of years, humans have used stories to learn, grow, adapt, pass down history, teach the truth, and find meaning. Think of when a student approaches a teacher with a complex question and the teacher tells a story and contained in that story is the answer. It paints a picture and engages the imagination. When the student gets it, they really get it. The lesson sinks in. That's what dreams do. They allow you to figure out for yourself. They, re- they respect your intelligence and they are very clever about tailoring stories just for you. It's like having the world's best life coach living in your head, your own personal Jesus. I really like that because that made a lot of sense. You know, how Jesus always spoke in parables and told lots of stories and how oftentimes we do learn valuable lessons through stories. And it's just, it is a way to really um, gain a deeper understanding of the lesson within. By learning those things about dreaming, I have, like I said, I got the, my dream journal. I've been trying to really pay attention to my dreams and write them down first thing in the morning. There's lots of different tips you can look into, which I won't go into now. I think I'm thinking of creating a YouTube video um, more about how to remember your dreams, how to interpret your dreams, lucid dreaming, which I'll mention, I'll talk about briefly in a moment. But mostly in this episode, I just wanted to explain why, first of all, dreams can play a huge role for you in discovering discovering more of who you are at your core level, which is ultimately what I think many of us are searching for, right? We want to dig deep. We want to know who we are and it continues to fascinate us and it's it's a, it's a fun process, which is um, one thing that I'm actually comprehending now is is the whole enjoy the journey. I'm, I'm literally enjoying the journey of learning and discovering. Instead of working towards something, I feel like I'm just finally enjoying the journey. I'm loving this, this 
phase, whatever I'm going through, this is really all so exciting for me to learn these things. And I'm not, I'm not looking for any end goal. I just love the process and every new thing that I learn and making connections. It's just so exciting. And I love that it's like never ending all of, there's so much to, to discover. So dreams can help you find answers. Dreams can be your therapist. Um, another thing that I learned about dreams is that it can play out different scenarios and emotions that can just act as a release, an emotional release in some way. So it's, it's a way to balance your emotional state. If you've ever dreamt about yelling or screaming or fighting or just all this anger coming out in your dream and you're like, whoa, I was angry. (laughs) And I wake up, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? But it's just a healthy way to release some of that pent up emotional energy that maybe we've been bottling up for too long. So it's a very healthy thing if you've if you have dreams like that and you don't think that there's anything wrong with you, um, especially because dreams are just crazy. A lot of times you, you, you can't take dreams literal. Just remember, you cannot take your dreams literal. Otherwise, you might think that there's something majorly wrong with you because the dreams, the things that our mind comes up with while we dream can be quite questionable sometimes, right? <laughs> so it's, it's good to know that our brain is helping our emotional uh, balance out our emotional state. And um, that's why sleeping is so important. There's so much that goes on while we sleep that is critical for our brain development as well as our physical and emotional health. So make sure you get a good night's sleep every night. It is essential for your emotional and physical stability. Dreams can actually be your muse. And I'm sure many of you are aware that even Albert Einstein, Paul McCartney, Stephen King, Thomas Edison, they all attribute their new discoveries or their song, you know, Paul McCartney with his song and Stephen King with his movies and books and Thomas Edison, they all attribute their discoveries and their creativity and their ideas to their dreams. And which is really cool because it kind of, motivates me even more to really tap into that unconscious and be more aware of what I'm dreaming about and possibly come up with new ideas or solutions to problems or um, just getting a greater understanding of who I am, uh, my purpose, what I should be doing. Um, yeah, getting a, finding that connection with God, my inner being, or even my spirit guides. I've mentioned before that I, I believe in spirit guides or um, people who may have passed on that you know, like relatives. I think that 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 is in the unconscious mind is a place where we can connect with, with your spirit guides or God or you know, give them much clarity for their lives. Okay, so I wanted to share a couple experiences. As I'm learning about dreams, I'm realizing that I have misinterpreted many of my past dreams before because like I said I've always been interested in dreams but I've never really um, studied it and understood what dreams can mean and and all that so in the past I've had dreams and 
and I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh my gosh, maybe that's a sign I need to do this. And, you know, I think that that can be the case many times, but I also think it's important that we maybe understand a little bit more about um, the purpose of dreams. And like I said, one of them being to act out certain emotions as a way of release or even to, um, like he said in uh, J.M. DeBoard, the author of the book, The Dream Interpretation Dictionary, he says that it is it can be like a rehearsal. So many times people, and especially in lucid dreaming, which I will men- talk a little bit more about lucid dreaming and, and how um, you can benefit from lucid dreaming, but it can just be a rehearsal to help you overcome fears or to play out certain scenarios that you hope to have happen or you um, are too afraid to do. And and so for me, like I had a, multiple times, I had um, different reoccurring dreams about a specific person, um, an old best friend of mine from high school, which I mentioned before, where I had a dream. I don't know if I mentioned in that podcast episode, it, it was titled Regret, Rejection, and Reaction. And so I talked about how I called my friend, one day, a a friend, my best friend from high school, and we had a falling out years ago. And then, um, I thought maybe we could rekindle the friendship and come to find out she didn't want to. And so I was, I felt rejected and hurt and sad about it. But I don't know if I mentioned in that episode that it started with a dream. I had a dream about her the night before, and this has happened to me, like, I think two other times within the last 15 years where I've had a dream about her. And then I feel this impulse in the morning that, oh, maybe I should call her. Maybe that means I'm supposed to call her. Then I would call her and, and then it would turn out to not be like something that I was supposed to do. Or maybe I was, and I learned a lesson through it. But, um, in the end, the outcome that I was hoping for didn't actually happen. And so I think that's an, an example of a misinterpreted dream. And I think now looking back, I can see that, okay, my dream about her um, and these different scenarios that my mind keeps playing because it's I've had multiple dreams about her and it's always different situations, different conversations. I think it's just a part of me that wants things to be a certain way. And so my mind is playing it out for me to have a little more peace and closure around the whole thing and understanding. And so many times in my dreams, I'll have this beautiful conversation with her and I'll feel so good. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, we were, we're finally friends again. And she really understands like what happened and she loves me. And now we're, we're best friends again. And, and so it's like, I have this, um, this hope that things would be that way when I wake up and it's, and I realize, oh, it's not that way. Maybe I could make it that way. Maybe that's what my dream means. But now looking back, I'm realizing that I think those dreams are just a part of me wanting to act out exactly how I would hope it to go in order to give me some peace. So I could just hold on to that peace. And my, my, the cool thing about the subconscious mind is whatever thoughts you feed it, it doesn't know whether or not it is real or not real. So you experience those emotions whether or not the scenario is actually happening. So if you are thinking the thoughts, you are feeling the emotions, 
which is really cool, I think, when you consider dreams and how that can actually be like a therapist in a way where you can play out certain scenarios that you would want to happen in your life and that can give you the peace that you're looking for. It doesn't actually have to happen in real life. Your dreams can be enough to give you that inner peace because you are actually feeling that emotion that you think or hope you would feel if that dream actually came true. So just hold on, hold on to that feeling and be grateful for that emotional state that you are experiencing through the dream that you had. And then this other re- reoccurring dream that I wanted to mention is something that I've finally discovered the meaning behind, which is really cool, that um, for a long time I've had this dream where I'm in our house, my husband and I, were, we're in our house, but it doesn't look like our house exactly it's but it seems familiar so I don't know if it's like a childhood home or but I don't know that I don't think that that's um really relevant anyway but I just remember it being our house and there was this door and I opened the door it was in the basement I opened the door and I'm like oh my gosh and it's all dark but then I started walking back and, and it's like storage I kept walking back into the storage area and I realized it kept going and going and going but it was a little creepy too at the same time because it was dark and there was lots of stuff in there and and then I realized that there was like rooms and all this extra space in our house that I didn't even know we had and and I I remember running out and be like oh my gosh Sean remember we did you even realize we have all this extra space in our house and and I was like so excited and all of a sudden my mind was going crazy, like all, having all these exa- exciting ideas of what we could do with all that space. Like, okay, we're going to clean out all this stuff and this could be uh, this could be a, a theater room or just having all these ideas of what I could do with that space that I didn't even know I had. And so I had this, I have, this is, has been a reoccurring dream and I never really thought much of it and... Um, just thought it was a fun dream to have. It's kind of one of those fun dreams you wake up and I'm like, oh, that was a really cool dream. That was fun. <laughs> All of the things that excite me, right? <laughs> Parts, <laughs> finding new rooms in a house. But um, I, because I, you know, I love decorating. I love, if you haven't seen my YouTube videos, I have, I have a whole playlist on how I love to just, I love to redecorate and and organize and just recreate different rooms in my house and so that's kind of um something that gets me all excited I love having a new space and being like okay what can I do with this space not that I'm anywhere near like a an interior designer or anything like that I don't think that's like one of my gifts but for some reason I just love doing it (laughs) I'm not necessarily talented at it but I love doing it so I've been doing all I've been doing that and I've been creating lots of YouTube videos around that whole topic but anyway what I've realized about this dream now going through what I've been going through is that is symbolic that I discovered that there was more to this house and now and you know and it's dark and it was scary but I eventually realized the potential of that dark cluttered space that I didn't even know was there and then I walk in and yeah initially I was scared like I was initially scared when I walked out of the religion but now I'm seeing that oh my gosh this is just so much I can do with this extra space that I have now that I didn't even know existed and so I really 
I'm now seeing the symbolism around that reoccurring dream and realizing that maybe my subconscious was trying to send me a message all this time, giving me that dream, trying to help me see that maybe there is a door somewhere that I haven't opened, I haven't explored, and I am unaware that there is more to my home, (laughs) more to my life. So that's the experience I wanted to share. And before I end this episode, I did want to cover a little bit more about lucid dreaming. So lucid dreaming is um, what happens and what typically happens around six hours into your sleeping. And lucid dreaming is where you you are kind of, you almost feel like you're like half awake where you're dreaming, but you know you're dreaming. And so you're more aware of what your dreams are. And the reason why lucid dreaming is something that I've kind of been diving into a little deeper is because that's the part where you can kind of have a little more control over your dreams. You can kind of manifest answers or gain some clarity around something. And I haven't really done this a whole lot yet, but it's something that does take practice. And so I'm going to begin doing this a little bit more and I'll for sure tell you any experiences that I have, (laughs) any experiences that I have around trying this. But the purpose of, you know, doing it intentionally um, is to, like I said, gain new insights, find solutions to problems, even um, help you with manifesting what you want by playing out exactly what you want. Because if you can visualize what you want through the unconscious mind, it's even more powerful than doing it through the subconscious mind, which is something that I do regularly when I meditate. But doing it through your lucid dreams and having a little more control to that part of your brain um, can have an even more powerful effect in manifesting what you really want. So that is the benefits of lucid dreaming. And so, like I said, it happens around six hours into your sleep. And if you go to bed at night with the intention of, with having certain intentions of what you want out of your dreams, if you're seeking answers, if you want to play out your ultimate life dreams that you have, you know, five, 10 years from now, if you want to play that out in your mind in order to manifest it more powerfully, that's the, that's another reason to do it. But it all starts with the intention that you have before you go to bed. So start each night before you go to sleep, five minutes before you fall asleep with an intention in mind that you would, that you want to remember your dreams, that you hope to find certain answers or Um, inspiration, whatever it is that you are seeking, then access that part of the brain, access that part of your mind, the unconscious mind, and it all starts with your intention. All right, you guys, hope you learned something new today and sweet dreams. Thanks for listening to the Wannabe Balanced podcast. Get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.